tax tax, which is always exciting. GST reform. That's a great idea. Um, more efficient tax. Due diligence now. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap, uh, episode 38 this week. You're listening to Letty, Andy, and Nath. Hi, Nath. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Doing good. great. That's good. Now, uh, federal parliament's due to resume uh, next Monday. They've been uh, in hiatus for quite a while. So we thought before they uh, reconvene, we'd sort of give a budget state of play. So all the legislation that was proposed in the budget... Uh, what's come to pass, what will come to pass when Parliament resumes, and what we haven't seen anything on yet. So uh, in terms of what has come to pass, there are a lot of small business measures that we've seen that have been uh, passed into law, the first of which is obviously the $20,000 uh, instant asset write-off for small business. Now, what else are we looking at, guys? That Yeah, thanks thanks for that, Nath. Um, you know, one of the things that we noticed uh, with this budget is some of the measures are going through a lot more smoothly compared to uh, the budget that we had um, a year ago. So... It's good refreshing. News. It is. It is refreshing that these things are, are going through, and um, with respect to the obviously uh, on budget night, the uh, the treasurer announced a whole um, uh, array of uh, small business measures, uh, as you just pointed out there, the twenty thousand dollar immediate write off, and also for for pool balances is has gone through the parliament and is now law. Uh, the other thing that's also gone through is the one point five percent company tax cuts um, for companies. Uh, people need to note that this does apply to small businesses, so you've got to have an aggregated turnover of less than two mil. Now, there are a couple of other measures um, that haven't quite gone through yet, and I'll get Letty just to, to give us a quick rundown on that. Sure. So, one of the uh, draft legislation bills that are currently sitting in Parliament that we'll see whether it gets passed next week is uh, the famous, now famous, 5% discount for individuals who are either in small business for themselves as sole traders or receive income from trust and partnerships, which are small businesses. So at a very high level, what this measure is about is that these individuals who receive income from small business or run their own small business, they can get a tax offset against the tax liability equal to 5% of the tax payable on that small business income. Now this is capped at $1,000 and also there's a lot of really complicated calculations so it's not just you know a straight 5% of your tax payable but in effect if you if you run a small business a sole trader or if you receive income from a uh, trust or partnership that is a small business and you have to pay tax on that type of income then you can probably receive a tax offset equal to Five percent of that tax payable, and and lady, that's that's part of the the measures number three bill, is that absolutely, correct? which yeah. is sitting in parliament right now. Yes. Now, Andy, would you just mind just very quickly going over what would be a small business for these purposes? Just yeah, as, as as we noted a little bit earlier, um, on uh, a small business as an entity that has uh, aggregated turnover of less than two mil, so you're essentially looking at uh, Nathan some connected entities, mm-hmm. and also uh, those who are deemed to be affiliates. So. So it, it is quite a broad definition, as we've you know we've gone on in previous Absolutely. podcasts about this. But um, but this this measures bill number three, it's got that five percent discount, and it's also got uh, two other measures in there. Uh, and this was talked about uh, in in the budget as well. The first one is um, with respect to um, an FBT exemption for portable electronic devices, so your iPads and your your mobile fo- uh, not necessarily your mobile phones, but you know your computers and your laptops and so forth. Um, 
the, the government has um, decided that if you were uh, a small business entity, uh, you can provide multiple devices of that ilk uh, to, to, these, uh, to your employees and that won't be subject to FBT. There was a lot of confusion in the past about you know, whether um, under the law it requires each, uh, dev- if the device is substantially identical, mm-hmm. uh, you, you have problems trying to work out, oh, should I provide more than one? device to my employee okay so if my employer gave me for instance an ipad and an uh, an apple mac um a lot of their functions are similar do they they can perform a lot of the same tasks but what this measure is saying is that they'll both be exempt from fbt that's correct yeah so so there's a lot of clarity in that that regard in terms in terms of that i mean it's one of those things where you know there was a lot of tossing and turning particularly you know several years ago is because there's a convergence of these functions mm. and so the 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 government's decided for small businesses only uh you're, you're entitled to to provide multiple devices it's a little bit unfair for those who have turnover in excess of two mil but uh currently as the uh, currently as they've um, put it uh, before the parliament that's it, that's how it will stand at the moment yeah. now the immediate deduction for professional expenses that was something that a lot of people were excited about now uh, we're, we've, we're going to see that uh, touched on next week in Parliament? Yes, so basically that's also um, going to be in one of the bills that will be talked about and considered and possibly passed, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically this is part of the government's broader agenda to encourage uh, business startups and to encourage innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, as we all know, starting a business comes at a cost. You may have a dream, you may have a vision, but you also have to pay a lot of money to do this. Definitely and the case. Because generally speaking, starting a business, those costs that you um, pay are considered to be capital in nature because it's really about well creating a business structure from which you can earn your income. And so usually it's either on a capital gains tax account or else it's deductible under five years under rules which we, we call black hole expenditure informally yeah so um, so a typical example there i guess Letty, would be um you know if i were to incorporate a a practice or incorporate a company is that uh, fair to say yeah so 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 basically what uh, these new rules say is that um a certain costs that would generally current under current law be only deductible over five years they're going to let you deduct it immediately in the year that you um, pay that money and now that's not every cost you do with starting your business but it does include um, professional legal accounting advice costs and anyone who's a business savvy will know that to start a business you will want to get a lot of professional advice before jumping into the fray and also um, certain government fees and charges associated with establishing a business. Yes, yeah, so so that's that's a that's a great win for small business that 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 they can actually get that immediate write off. Um, yeah. In the past, it was a bit. You know, a little it bit t- takes five years yeah. to recoup the cost, basically. Yeah, yes. so 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 this is this is a good thing for business. So hopefully, in that measures number three bill, uh, which is uh, before Parliament, uh, for the House of Representatives again um, uh, next Tuesday. Hopefully, we'll see that get, uh, all those three measures go through. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in the budget, there were some other measures mentioned for small businesses, like the CGT rollover relate for changes uh, in entity structure at this point in time Nath, we haven't seen anything so so that's a matter of watch yep. this space i mean that measure does apply from 1 july 16 so presumably the yeah presumably <laughs> the folks at treasury are still uh, trying to put something together that sure. uh, will will provide these businesses at this stage when we're not entirely sure what that contains at the moment now before parliament went on break they released a few exposure drafts for us to take a look at 
uh, the first of which is a $5,000 cap on FBT. Andy, can you explain this a little bit further? Yeah, that's right. Um, one, one of the things in um, for those who work for non-for-profits is that they're entitled to to um, salary package um, a lot of uh, what they refer to as mill entertainment or entertainment leasing facilities. And um, for a while, the, there's been a perception that you know people were t- uh, you know taking advantage or exploiting that particular uh, concession. So what the government's decided to do is to provide a $5,000 cap on those types of benefits which are salary sacrifice. So at this point in time, uh, that was announced in, in the budget and what the government's done is they've released an exposure draft uh, to that effect outlining this particular measure. Um, they are, with exposure drafts, as you may be aware, Nathan, that they are seeking consultation, particularly from those non-for-profit groups, as to how um, this measure should should work in, in practice, and so that's why it's at ED, uh, ED, we call it exposure draft, ED stage at the moment. So hopefully, you know, with this sitting of parliament, once they've obtained the necessary uh, consultation, it'll probably go through the parliament. Uh, so, so that's that's something just to watch out for. But it is a measure that um, I think the government was quite keen to get through. Now, the sixty-six cents for car expense. That's yeah, sure. So currently, um, people who wanted or who are eligible to take deductions, work-related deductions for the car expenses, for example, if you travel um, between work sites or something like that, you can do it under one of four different methods. So we won't go over the four different methods now, but what the government's proposing to do is to uh, eliminate two of those methods, which hardly anybody uses, and it's just a lot of compliance burden, and simplify one of the key methods, which is the cents per kilometre method, so that, uh, so that everyone can only claim it at 66 cents per kilometre. Now, Andy, could you explain the current cents per kilometre method? Yeah, yeah. Cur- currently that method, Nave, is, you know, basically if, you're, if you travel less than 5,000 uh, kilometres a year, uh, you're entitled to uh, claim uh, the cents per kilometre method. That way you don't have to maintain a logbook, you know, and, and claim your expenses under that particular uh, method. Now, mm-hmm. currently, um, as it stands, uh, you've got three different rates depending on the size of uh, the engine capacity of your car. So, okay, yep. so that's sort of how it works. Uh, and basically, you know, if you drive a big four-wheel drive currently, I think it's about 76 mm. uh, okay. cents uh, uh, per, per kilometre. So so what the government's found is that they've, they've said, well, look, we're going to simplify this. We're going to have one rate, and that rate will be 66 cents, um, which is, you know, uh, and that will apply from 1 July 2015 if, if legislated. So apply this... Uh, particularly income year going forward. Now, one of the things to note is that rate, that 66, 66 cents, is much less than the mm. two other rates available, which is 76, and if memory serves me correctly, 75 cents per mm. uh, kilometre. So so this rate, currently as it stands, it will probably see the light of day um, um, as if it goes through Parliament, but at this stage, it's at ED form, and obviously the government's seeking some some consultation there because obviously you know there's a lot of different types of vehicles out there you know that might um, be a bit more expensive to run. So p- potentially there's a couple of things to note. This could be a result of you know trying to get people to have more fuel efficient cars. Mm. Um, but you know a question mark that you know we've obviously raised is you know there are more cars such as you know electric vehicles. How does this affect? Uh, you know that cents per kilometre rate is that a, a proper reflection of, of that rate? Because um, you know, as people might people might be aware of the old rates, uh, is that um, there used to be a special rate for what they refer to as a rotary 
type engine. Only Mazda makes that uh, particular engine. But there you go. Yeah. So, so there are those sorts of things that people need to to, to think about. Now, Andy, we know that a lot of employers pay uh, allowances for employees who ha- do have to travel on the job. How do you see this affecting them? Yeah. So, so if you are in receipt of a, a allowance based on cents per kilometre, um, which you know, for example, if you're a salesperson you're, and and you travel from place to place, you might uh, receive now. What the government requires, or what the ATO requires, um, is that if you are paying, if you're an employer and you're paying an employee in excess of that 66 cents, um, you might need to withhold uh, POYG from that. And so it follows that you'll need to disclose that in the employee's uh, payment summary. So there are some special rules uh, for that, um, which I won't go into, but it is just something for uh, employees out there to be cognizant of. It was something that um, the other day we, we picked up whilst doing a little bit of research. Now, uh, earlier this year, whenever you heard about Joe Hockey in the news, you heard about the Google tax and how he was going to take on uh, giant multinational sure. corporations. Uh, the dust has sort of settled around that and it's it's gone a little bit quiet, but uh, you guys believe that next week we may see some movement on that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, Parliament's actually just released uh, the list of the um, new legislation they want to introduce next week. So, And one of them is what they call the Tax Laws Amendment Combating Multinational Tax Avoidance Bill. And so while we, we call it Google Tax, you know, just in conversation, it's not quite the same as the UK Google Tax that they've based on. But basically what they want to do is to um, have an anti-avoidance rule specifically for... Um, for, for multinationals at that top level. So it's not every company that sells something overseas. We are talking those at the level of Apple and Google, Microsoft and so forth. We're talking those sorts of numbers. Uh, basically, um, this anti-affordance rule just is to stop them from, from artificially constructing structures and so forth just to avoid uh, paying tax in Australia. Uh, the, the new laws will also have... Um, new rules for what they call transfer pricing documentation. In other words, if if an entity in Australia buys and sells goods and services um, to and from overseas, for example, if Microsoft gets deliveries of the Windows software CDs from overseas or something like that, what a lot of entities may be tempted to do is to uh, fudge the pricing so that you pay less tax in the high tax country and more tax in the low tax country. Mm. So transfer pricing is a rule that we've got in our system to stop that sort of thing. It basically says anything that you buy and sell overseas, we're going to tax you as though you did it at market value. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this, this will really test out your you know, Singapore slings and your, and your double duck sandwiches <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if, you're a, yes. if you're down for that type of meal. Sure. <laughs> so so they're, not, they're not so much um, changing those transfer pricing rules but more the documentation requirements around it so, so that uh, make it very stringent and you have to prove that the price you're charging is a fair and reasonable market price. Mm. Uh, they're also going to um, increase penalties and ins- install more transparency rules for these um, for these multinationals. And just to note that these rules we've just talked about will only hit uh, multinationals with global revenue greater than $1 billion. Wow. So again, not not your home-based business with somebody <laughs> no. s- selling jewellery overseas. Yeah. That's <laughs> a pretty small pool. Well, one of the, the questions would be, you know, how robust these rules will be as well. You know, and and how well they'll be accepted yeah. by the international community because right now the OECD um, and other, and, and other uh, international organisations and foreign governments are working together to develop cohesive rules that apply worldwide. So how well the international community will receive the idea of Australia unilaterally 
trying to get these laws passed out in Parliament, it's a wait and see. Well, we'll see what Joe Hockey's got up his sleeve, I guess. <laughs> uh, we're eagerly awaiting Parliament to resume, and we'll see uh, what passes and, and what doesn't and, and what gets brought to light and what doesn't. Uh, stay tuned. Thanks for joining us for Tax Wrap episode 38. Join us next week for 39. Thank see you. Ya.